On the morning of 9-11, Austin Kiplinger was on his way to the Carnegie Library in the middle of D.C.'s Mount Vernon Square. I was driving down the Whitehurst Freeway, which is an elevated expressway around Georgetown. It was 9.47, and I looked down the Potomac River, and I saw an unusual sight. I saw a huge black cloud of smoke. Kiplinger was a Historical Society member at the time, and that morning, the groundbreaking was supposed to take place. Obviously, that was canceled. It was very expensive cancellation, you know, caterers on board, and people were very fearful of tourism in Washington. Cindy Yankee is the former collections manager for the Historical Society. She remembers how much was invested in its success. A full staff in place in an over 100-year-old building that required a lot of upkeep. Those expenses and Washington's weakened tourism industry kept their budget in the red for over 10 years. In May of 2011, the Society furloughed its entire staff and closed its doors to the public. Volunteer Jack Brewer had just taken on a new project for the Society. I was, of course, very, very sad because uh, the uh, curator said, would, would you like to work on that? And I said, sure. And uh, then uh, two weeks later, they, they closed. Brewer is one of many longtime Historical Society volunteers. He's put in over 31 years and processed almost every single photo in the Society's collection. <laughs> There's 75,000 in it, but, uh, and I guess I've done most of them. Brewer continued to work from home over the last year while the Historical Society's board members tried to figure out what had gone wrong and how they could fix it. We had too much staff for the amount of money coming in. We couldn't cover the utility bills. We had uh, $80,000 or $90,000 worth of Pepco bills unpaid, and water bills, and gas bills, and phone bills. So it was just too much. That's Julie Cazella. She's doing a cleanup job, she says, as chairman of the Historical Society's board. She helped negotiate a contract with the D.C. Convention Center, who will now pay the more than $500,000 it costs to maintain the Carnegie Library each year in exchange for use of the grounds for events. Negotiation and cutting costs help get finances back on track. And then last December, the Kiplinger family announced they would donate the Kiplinger Washington Collection to the Historical Society. That's over 4,000 pieces of Washingtoniana collected over three generations of Kiplingers. It has re-energized all of us and the membership and just shown the confidence this major um, foundation had in, in HSW. These days, the Carnegie Library is buzzing as volunteers unpack the Kiplinger Washington collection and ready the museum to reopen to the public. All this time, dedicated volunteers, staff, and philanthropists have remained loyal to the once ailing institution. It's important, they say, because D.C. is more than just a government center. It's a city and a culture that is often overlooked. People say, what does Washington think? What's going on in Washington? They don't mean Washington. They mean Capitol Hill. And we need to make it clear to people when they come here that there is a city here. And it deserves to be understood. Not necessarily loved or hated, but understood. A gala to honor the Kiplingers and their donation is set to take place this September. Soon after, the museum will open to the public once again. For NPR's Intern Edition, I'm Caitlin Dickerson.